everybody to Flickr Effect. This is episode 318, and we are recording it on Sunday, December 15th, 2019. I'm David Lott. Joining me for this is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? And Michelle Hillwood. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, you know, for me, it's basically Star Wars week. <laughs> so... yeah. I'm just living in a Star that. Wars world that. right now, and that's all I got. Like, we're just gonna talk about Star Wars. I'm, what? What's wrong? You're flapping your hands at me, Michelle. You were flapping your hands at me, so I was just just being sorry. I was, I was wiping something off the you. table. Um, so yeah, sense. we've got Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker in four days, and I'm counting to Thursday night, not Friday. Uh, four days tomorrow. Uh, people will basically be seeing it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, other than the cast, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe really the only screening has been for the cast. Has there been any press screenings that I'm aware? Nope. Of? I didn't think so. No. Tomorrow's the first. Tomorrow night. So probably what reactions will probably hit social media probably tomorrow night, or is there an embargo of some yeah. kind? No, tomorrow night. Uh, I think ten. I think, if I remember correctly, is when social media embargoes are lifted. So basically, about the time that this episode will be on the internet, if you're listening to this, there's probably reactions out there. Um, you know, and it's tough because it's like I'd love to say I'm going to avoid all reactions, but I mean, I could. I guess my biggest problem would be Twitter, like. I like scrolling through Twitter. Yeah. I would have to give it up for the week. And that's not, it's not like that's a big deal. <laughs> I can easily give up Twitter for a week, but am I going to, <laughs> and I, and I, it's tempting. I really don't want to hear reactions unless obviously, unless they're crazy positive, then I don't mind, but. Mm, right. Well, well, the way I gauge it is that the, the initial reactions could be very positive in the same way that the the last Jedi were. It seemed like for the most part, the critics came out they were pretty positive. You're right. And you know, it was only after a little bit of time of sitting with it did it start to change for some critics. And then there was a lot of critics that strengthened their position. But for the most part, yeah, there was there was um a lot of positivity coming out. So it's almost I wouldn't say you can't trust it, but um you know, there there is a certain level of at least with this franchise, it seems to be that there is a, a glow that happens after you just first see one of these movies. It happened with the Phantom Menace. You know, it was like when people came out of it, they were positive because they were. It was the, the first Star Wars in however many years, and so yeah. that positivity helped carry it through initially. And then it was only after you know, maybe a little bit of time of sitting with it in subsequent watches that people started to say, well, I think we were just drinking the Kool-Aid. And so <laughs> maybe there's some, some of that would could possibly happen with this one being the last one in this Skywalker saga that it could be that. And, but we won't know it until maybe people have sat with it for a few weeks or a couple of weeks and to really see, but it just means that, uh, yeah, it, it, you might have to take the initial reactions with a, a grain of salt, depending on how positive they are. If they're if they're like ultra positive kind of thing. 
Yeah, no, it, it's only you'd have to worry if, if it seems to be skewing pretty negative uh, overall. And I yeah, think it's, it's like, ooh. If it's automatically negative, we're we're in trouble, kids. Exactly, exactly. Unless it's one of those things where, you know, the critics see it one way and the fans see it a different. But, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, that definitely happens in movies. I'd have a hard time Mm -hmm. believing with this film if if it was a really overwhelmingly negative reaction from critics, including, like, some of the, you know, more, like, bloggers Forgiving. that we follow, follow that we oh, kind of know mm-hmm. pretty yeah. well if some of them yeah. were also just like oh this is bad like it, i would i'd be really depressed i'll be really depressed going to the movie theater thursday right <laughs> yeah no totally i, like, I am right there with all you. that excitement for this last film will just have gone and maybe that'll yeah. be good and then maybe i'll like expectations will just be so low that i'll walk out going what the hell's wrong with you guys but <laughs> right. well, did did either of you guys watch the scene that dropped this week no, no, I've not watched any I new stuff since the last I, trailer. The, Have we heard anything about what the happened? The closest I got to nope. it was I saw, like, scrolling through YouTube, a some type of reaction video to it, where in the title, it started, like, as I started just automatically reading it as I do. Like, I could mm. saw something about a certain character, which didn't shock me, but that's where I just stopped and I kept scrolling. I'm like, no, 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 I'm avoiding this. Right. Um, and then, so yesterday... Fortnite had its big Star Wars event, right? Which I participated in. I I, I logged on. It felt very. It was definitely. It felt very Ready, ready Player One. Did <laughs> like it? Just going Aww. in into a game to to experience a live event, and you're an avatar, and the people that were J.J. Abrams was there live, and he right. he was an avatar. He had his own Fortnite. Nuh-uh, shut up. His own Fortnite look. Mm. And oh, that's adorable. But he was he was talking. I mean, I assume it was live. It was definitely him talking. There was I don't know who the host was. Probably somebody from Epic Games or something. And uh, but it was weird, like experiencing it in a digital and in a, in a sea of avatars staring at the drive. I'm sure it was at the drive-in, wasn't it? No, no, it was they. And right now, if you go in there, they have the uh, where is it? Risky Reels. They have this kind of like. Kind of metal round platform with these yeah. other little. That's where they did it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I actually did a screen capture of the whole thing. You have, you can watch it. Oh if yeah, you that's right. Check it out. But uh, it was kind of cool. And then yeah, they they showed a scene which I turned the volume down and kind of looked away from the monitor. I didn't really pay attention to the scene. And then I think it's the scene that's out there right now. Like that's the scene that I know. Played. It's it's different one. Though. Oh, is it? Yeah, so this was an exclusive one. And based on oh, shut up. From what I understand is in the scene that was out there. Uh, yeah, this was not the same. Because oh. I don't think the one character I'm thinking of was in this scene at all. I did not realize that. Um, yeah. No. But uh, that was interesting experiencing that whole thing in Fortnite. Like I said, very ready player one. I'm sure. Kind of. It's weird. Well, here's what I'll say. I, I missed the event yesterday, but today I went in because I wanted to see kind of like what the remnants were. And yeah, like it gives you a silent TIE fighter to drop in with as your like little like. As your glider. As your glider. So that was kind of cool. I was like, sweet. I didn't even go to the event and I still got a TIE fighter. Woo woo. And then, <laughs> and then kind of running around the island, there's special chests. And when you open the special chests, there are four lightsabers and you can take all four if you want or you can just grab one or two, you know, whatever. And I grabbed two. I grabbed um, 
Rays, and then I grabbed Kylo Ren's. And let me tell you, it is the most satisfying way to kill people in Fortnite I have ever had in my uh, life. They, it is so fun. <laughs> so fun. Like, <laughs> how do you kill people from a distance with a lightsaber? Is it are you, you like can't. You've got to be in. You've got to be in combat with so, them. Oh, okay. You gotta I literally, be up close. I literally like charged people today because I was like, I'm killing you with a lightsaber. This is happening. <laughs> can you deflect bolts and stuff? Yeah, that's what like, I was did deflect a little bit. It does kind of oh. automatically deflect a little bit. So I was very excited about that. And let me tell you, I mean, I usually raise twice and I kill people with like three swoops. And then I use Kylo Ren's a few times because that only took two swoops and it just killed him dead. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like nice. the power that I have. So now my goal was going to be to find lightsabers every time i get on that island because hmm. let me tell you it is satisfying like there was literally points at some people and i'm like charging at them and dodging their as they're shooting at me i'm like jumping and dodging and darting and ducking but i'm still charging them and i'm holding the lightsaber charging them with a the lightsaber like i'm going to kill you this is about to happen and then they start running i had people run because they realized oh wow this crazy oh, this, this crazy bitch has a lightsaber <laughs> Just a lightsaber and she's charging me because as you run it's you can see it as you're running right i was like dude this is happening it was fun once i realized how well of a weapon it was mm -hmm. it was it was pretty sweet it was very gratifying nice I, I look forward to when you play it next and you can find a lightsaber because let me tell you it is so nice yeah because i haven't logged on since that event some people got blasters and the blasters are pretty strong too. Hmm. Um, cause there, I did find a blaster on the ground at one point, but I wasn't able to pick it up. So I will say, yeah, it's, it's a fun time right now to be playing Fortnite. It's very Star Wars-y and it really kind of And then I'm in. also still trying to get in time on Jedi Fallen Order, which I don't know how long that game is, but I feel like I probably have forever and a day to go, but mm. I've played, I mean, but yeah. I'm, I don't you're playing have, on PC. Yeah, on a PC, but I have no sense on like how far along I I am. I don't. I really don't know how far this game goes <laughs> in terms of time and stuff to do. I I don't know. You you've been playing it still? Have you played more? I have not had a chance to get back to it. I'm still sort of pretty much in the beginning. Um, I think it, at least on the console, it gives a percentage. I think of I, how far. I know you a lot might of be. console games do that, and I don't think the PC version does. Okay. When I log into Steam, where I bought it from, it doesn't. It just shows how many hours I've played. It doesn't say oh. like, yeah, and it doesn't doesn't give a percentage. Like I I I know what you're kind of thinking of. I've played other games on PS4 that'll show a percentage of how much you've completed. This doesn't yeah, seem this, to do that. This one it looked like when I last saw it, I was it said five percent. So I know I'm not anywhere mm. near close, but. Uh, I think I read somewhere that the game is, depending on how, I guess how, what level you're playing it at, it's anywhere between 11 and 15 hours. I want to say maybe somewhere around there. Hmm. Which is sad because if I look at the time I have on Steam, I'm like I'm probably there in terms of yeah. hours. But I'm probably so <laughs> far behind because I mean yeah. I'm, I'm looking around. You know, if you kind of search around yeah the ea designed this game where you're not having to pay any extra for anything but if you look around you can find more of these like chests that you can get stuff to like customize your look and customize your lightsaber which it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter you're not 
nobody else is playing against you. It's not like in Fortnite where you're like, I want people to see right. my stuff. Like, no one is going to see this. Like, right. It's just for your own aesthetic. Yeah, just for your own desire to change the way you look. But I don't know. I kind of search around for stuff. Make sure <laughs> I like kind of check out every area of a planet before I leave to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, I look forward to you finding a lightsaber in Fortnite. That way you also can feel like Anakin slaughtering children. It's amazing. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Wow. Wow. It's amazing, no less. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. Like it is because I think when you play Fortnite, you have to shoot people multiple times. Or if you're using the axe, you're really working at it to kill these boys. But man, with that lightsaber, it is a few quick swoosh swoosh boom booms, boom booms, and you're like, oh, oh, that's over with. That's Nice. really awesome oh look at all the fun things they have because they're dead now and they're giving them to me like it's just it's really quick and fun and you can tell like there were a few people that saw me charging and they would shoot and then they realized i get to a certain point they're like i need to i need to run now <laughs> they start running from me and i'm like right. this is really evil and i love every second of this <laughs> i'm like i feel like anakin <laughs> Anyways, we uh, so this week because we've been doing like a movie night every week with the kids and now the kids have now seen the original trilogy, all mm-hmm. three films um, and rewatching the original trilogy, like actually sitting down and paying attention to every minute of all three movies, which it's been a little while since I've done that. I mean, I've seen them a million times, but... But to really pay attention, really not just have attention. it on the background while you're right. cleaning or you're paying your bills on your computer. Like, you're really... Like, there's no phone access. You're just staring at the movie. It's been a while, but it's still funny how, you know, the Star Wars films and the version that they are have been out in the universe for quite a while now. You would think long enough that they would just feel like, yep, this is Star Wars. But yet still, I just bump on every change that Mm -hmm. Lucas made with the special editions, especially I think the worst is Return of the Jedi. I think the absolute worst is that stupid dance number inside Jabba's palace is just (laughs) excruciating to watch. It's so bad. I can on for a little bit. It does. I can. I can almost accept most of the other stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I can hear it in my head right now. Like, oh, it's terrible. It's really bad. (laughs) (laughs) But then it's like, then you have the whole celebratory thing in the Ewok village, and that song is different, and it's just not the same for me. Like, I just go, I sit there, and I'm like, like I actually still am like singing the old song in my head as the scene's playing out and I'm just like I can't I it's, can't get behind this it's not the same but at least the the piece that John Williams wrote to change it out with is good it works for me it, I think the thing maybe I dislike even more though is the shots of all the different like major planets, planets and cities yeah. that we've seen throughout the yeah. movies celebrating yeah that's which, weird is weird, especially, I don't, you know, my, my kids are young enough. They probably didn't care, but I, you know, if you are just watching the original trilogy and you haven't seen the prequels yet, you're like, what's that place? What's this place? Right. 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 <laughs> I haven't seen these planets in these movies. Right. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was cool watching the, the original trilogy. And I, you know, we may, maybe tomorrow night, it would be Monday night. Maybe tomorrow night we'll watch force awakens. And that's going to make me want to try to, fit in last jedi sometime this week before the rise of skywalker yeah well you sound like you were gonna say something bobby i was just gonna say it is funny that not only your kids but a lot of kids or and a lot of young adults or whatever 
that's the only version that they know mm. is oh, yeah. the altered versions. And so for them, it's it's not obviously a, a big deal, but it's interesting that if those um, you know unaltered versions never get released, then that's all anyone will really be able to cite at some point in time, you know, unless unless there's some sort of time and and when they will release one the original cuts without any alterations and then have those as a reference point but yeah at this point we'll go generations and generations of them only knowing these versions that have been messed with and tinkered with yeah yeah and you know it's funny you say that i'm trying to find the tweet right now Uh, david chen was tweeting about this you know how he you know and i think this is based on jj abrams made some comments this week about the theatrical cuts and i haven't read his thoughts i don't know if you have bobby but i've seen some articles out there about i guess he discussed it with somebody and he was given apparently some type of reason as to why they probably will never get released and he said i at least in a headline it sounds like maybe he doesn't even understand why (laughs) um yeah and uh, David Chen from Slash Film was kind of tweeting about how maybe he'll have to find like a VHS copy somewhere. And then, of course, from a bunch of comments he was getting, he like laid out a list of ways that you can get them, mm-hmm. which, you know, and I, I've known about some of these. Like there's a version via a news group you can get where a, a like at least a high def version has kind of been spliced together of, I, I believe, the kind of original versions. There's also the despecialized versions you can get kind of off the torrent but it's possible i i still have right over there on that shelf my my laser disc copies oh, yeah, of the original version un unaltered it's the only reason i bought a laser disc player on ebay was to have that <laughs> so that i can watch the original version if i so choose and i mean it's funny too when you think i remember as a kid thinking man laser disc looks amazing but you play yeah. laser disc now and it's like oh it looks like vhs basically <laughs> it doesn't right. look great yeah i know people that still have the like vhs 3 vhs box set that released after mm-hmm. um Jedi came out and that that's when they Yeah. That's when they got it. And so this is unaltered, it is original. The boxes are old and and tattered, but they're like, "Nope, I still have it. I still have the precious." And I'm like, "Oh, man. I used to have the tapes. And I don't know where they went. But I actually have a VHS tape player, so Yeah. 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 yeah anyways. Yep. So Star Wars. I'm it's ready. It's a Star Wars world, and we're just living in it right now. Basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you, just to keep the, the train rolling a oh, little yeah. bit, have we, you We can talk watched... Star Wars all night. I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> have you watched the latest episode of The Mandalorian? I have. Oh, yeah. I, I have. What'd you have... think? I, you know, the last episode before this was, I, as I said last week, was not good. I did not, yeah. excuse me, I did not enjoy it. Um, I was it, it, it concerned me because I was like, "Oh man, this could go downhill really quickly yeah. if we get more episodes like this." Ooh, I'm already like a little bummed that we're getting these short episodes that aren't really heavy enough as I was hoping they would be. And then that last week happened, and I was, "Oh God, this could be bad." And then this past week, uh, I was very happy. I would, yeah. I would go as far as to say this was my favorite episode yet. Oh I, really? Yeah, I really like oh, this one. Oh, okay. 
Um, you, it was very good. Uh, Go ahead, Bobby. I'm sorry. I I, I just was going to say if, one thing about the fact that you really loved this episode. And for me, I also really liked it a whole lot. I, I don't know that I would say it's my favorite. I'd have to sit with it all or maybe rewatch all of them again and then see yeah. how each of them kind of fell for me. But it's up there. And, and the thing that I like about it is that this is the second episode that Rick Famuyiwa directed. Yep. And now I feel like I would love to see him actually tackle a live action or a, a movie in, in the Star Wars universe. Like another, or another movie that's, you know, whatever a Star Wars story. Yeah, like a, a Rogue Star Wars One story. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because right. I think he definitely has the, the take on it pretty well. So. But uh, for as far as my actual thoughts on the episode, there's uh, there's something that's really cool about this sort of getting this band of desperate, you know, sort of villains and fiends together to uh, break out a prisoner. And it felt tense, the entire episode that just kept ratcheting up for me. Because you know he's uneasy about the people he's working with. So it, you can't help but to feel uneasy as he feels uneasy. And you're just like, there's obviously things that he doesn't want them to know that he's he has, you mm-hmm. know. And so you're like, oh, you're, you're just tense. And then the different things that are happening on the on the uh, ship or on the prison ship. And the the one thing without getting into too much of spoilers is there was a scene that i really loved that made use of visual uh light where there was darkness but then there would be a, a spot of light yeah. and then it was like a like a horror movie in a way oh, the, the way they the executed strobe effect that scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that, so that was some good stuff i even but, liked yeah, just the red lighting it. scenes too like where it was just oh, red yeah. lit that was pretty sweet too yeah 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 it was good stuff what'd you think michelle i mean i i really like this this one's definitely up there for me it's a a vindicating episode from the last one thank goodness it's it's up there i i think i also would like to rewatch the whole thing once this is all done i want to sit and i would love to just like spend a day and rewatch all these episodes and then see how I feel. I would say right now, honestly, one of my favorites is actually episode three. But it's the Deborah Chow one. Yeah, this one's pretty high up there. I really, really like this one a lot. I there, there's a lot of cameos in this one, but yeah, it's like I like the idea of a ragtag group coming together, and the trust level is like a ten out of a hundred right now between all of them. <laughs> like, there's no trust. Everybody's just like we're all in it for the money, and we're basically just trying <clears> to get this job done. And the whole time you're like, Mandalorian is knowing, he's like, I know they're going to screw me. This is, I'm going to get hosed. And so like the, the whole time you're feeling the same way, like, man, when's it coming? When's it coming? You're with him, you know, the whole way. You're like, he's the Mandalorian. He's going to figure shit out. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's obvious, but it's, it's well, 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 well done. The whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably place like episode two is my number one right now. No. Probably this episode is my number one, then episode two, then episode three. Like my top three so far. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's really I good. Would, and I really again I really like the cameos, all the people that are in it too. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I did like the the fact that they found a way to include the directors in the in the, oh, in yeah. the show. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was cool. 
Yeah, and um, that one actress, what's her name? Natasha? Uh, from Harry Potter and from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I feel like uh, she is... She's Natalia she's, Tina. Yeah, Natalia Tina. She has uh, merged into the fandoms. Like At this point, all she really has to figure out is how to get into a Doctor Who episode. Like in the Star Trek. How to get into Star Trek <laughs> and then somehow merge into Lord of the Rings. And then she literally would have covered like this... this 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 perfect circle of fandom right like as far if you go to a con a convention a nerdy convention those are basically you know in the top like seven fandoms right there and if if you can work in all of them man that's like did you say she was in a marvel in anything marvel i don't think she has been no not that i mean if she has it's been some minor role that i'm not familiar with and there again yeah if she hits marvel but i feel like She's gotten Game of Thrones. She's gotten Harry Potter. Now she has Star Wars under her belt. Like she's <laughs> knocking out some big fandoms here, and she's a really great actress. I really enjoy her and a lot of the stuff I see her in. Yeah, so. I don't see any. I don't see any Marvel in her resume. No. Well, I, not yet. Anyway, not I was going to say the thing that's funny is I feel like <laughs> because everything's tied to Disney, if you do one, you wind up doing the other. It seems. So. Yeah, could be. So I could see it being a thing. Anyways. But no, I like her. And then there was what a, a Sons of Our Anarchy actor in there. Yeah, I never yeah. watched Sons of Anarchy, but I'm. And then I was familiar with that. Yeah, somebody else, and I can't think of his name now. Clancy Brown. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. Thank you. It's yep. it's a cool episode. I'm I'm fangirling over it. I like it. <laughs> fangirling over it. I like nice. it. Well, I mean, and they also have. Um, you know, just the the people that are in it, they're different species that you don't get to see all the time. I think you do if you watch more animated stuff, but within yeah. the actual like films and stuff, you kind of see people, but you're not really like heavily involved and to see them really like have dialogue and like, you know, like characteristic personality things is really interesting to see that species of a being really forefront. I like that. Yeah. So what we got two episodes left, I believe. <laughs> two episodes. One on Wednesday, and then the next one next, the next Friday. Friday. And then tonight's it for Watchmen. Yep. Watchmen ends tonight. I'm oh, sad. Boy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm lo- I'm I've loved watching Watchmen. Like it's, I really dug it. Like I'm surprised at how much I've enjoyed watching Watchmen, and I. I'm a little sad. I feel like this is very bittersweet tonight, but man, I'm excited to see it all come together. So I assume the cutoff, uh, I don't know when, when is the cutoff to be eligible for Golden Globes? Like, um, cause it's not yeah. by the year. I don't, right? No, no. But <clears throat> I, I, I imagine it was probably somewhere like early fall maybe or something yeah i think maybe, it's maybe. i think it's uh september because it starts that it allows a little bit of getting into the fall sweeps and then mm. after that it's done so somewhere in like october because like morning show got a nomination right right but i i watchmen didn't and yeah i had to imagine it was because it wasn't eligible but they said it was eligible oh, it was it, it just is, didn't get any yeah. nominations yeah okay, that's uh, crazy okay what? Uh, yeah, as I'm saying this, I was starting to think. I'm like, wait, if Morning Show was eligible, what? it had to be eligible, right? Yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. But it's the Golden Globes, and well, yeah, exactly. I've, I've shared my thoughts on the Golden Globes right. before. That's, no, that's very true. I was gonna say the uh, what is it Emmys? Yeah, it's got it. Ugh. 
The show oh, is yeah. too good. I mean, that show is so ridiculous. The <laughs> argument can be made by some people that it's playing to a fandom, but I'm sorry, no, like that the show's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I think even if you weren't into like, let's say you weren't even into comics, there's enough other things going on here. There's basically a mystery happening. There's detective stuff happening. There's sci-fi things that are happening there's i don't know like it just goes on and on and on like there's different like little genres it goes into it's not just a comic genre show if you think about it like there's just i don't know there's a lot it it encompasses and i think that show's just so dang good (laughs) and i'd say for anyone that really wants to have a behind the scenes look at what how the show came about there's a really good episode of Fat Man Beyond from this past week that uh, Mark Bernardin interviews Damon Lindelof, who is the creator showrunner of this series for mm. Watchmen. And he really talks about the genesis of the how it came to be and, and everything behind it and the writer's room. And it, it's really good. So I would suggest that for anyone who is interested in knowing a little bit more about it. So, yeah, that's tonight. Uh, real quick, you know, since I just mentioned morning show, we're, so we're a week behind on morning show. We haven't seen... We haven't seen the episode that dropped yesterday. We haven't yesterday seen the episode Friday. that dropped this past Friday, but we we just watched the episode from the previous Friday. Ugh. I mean, that that show, I've I've said before, I'm really enjoying it. I like it. That Then that episode, that was a damn good episode. That was, that was a um, damn good episode. It was... It's, that that episode really it hits you in a lot of different ways and yeah no it it's the levels of the depth of that show I don't think I think if you just looked at the show surfacey you know you wouldn't understand what I think you and I are enjoying about it but there's so many different levels and caveats to this and man the writing on it like the way that episode played out last week. Ooh, it was in it's intense and it definitely stirs up a lot of emotions and thoughts you know like mm-hmm. your own opinions you might even question your own thought process on certain things and right it was it was just also done really well like the pacing of it and the way it rolls out is very it was very good it was just really it was ex that was excellent uh television writing for sure yeah and it's, you know, it's, it's funny early on when we talked about it and I was really struck by the acting from uh, Gugu and Bata Raw. But then there's been a span of episodes where I'm like, oh, she's kind of not really playing much of a part in the show, like as much as I expected from what I saw in the beginning. But then she's a prime player in this last episode and she was she was great. Really, really good episode. So um, I think that one's got probably two or maybe three episodes left. It's getting pretty close. Yeah, just it's, it's a the, ten episode season, so I don't. So I don't we have the episode it. that we missed on Friday, and then I think there's just two more after that, oh, okay. and that's it. Um, so what what else is going on, guys? Bobby, watch anything new? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, uh, I got a chance to check out Jumanji: The Next Level, and oh yeah, that movie came out. It did. It did. And obviously, it's the sequel to the the first one that came out a couple years ago with The Rock and Kevin Hart, um, Karen Gillan, and um, Jack Black. This time around, they add 
few more members to the cast, Aquafina, Danny DeVito, and Danny Glover. And I would say it's it's you get what you expect in this. It it, it doesn't do anything to break from the first one. It it's fun, family fun movie, and I think it's enjoyable. Not as good as the first one, maybe because part of it is that you kind of understand the beats of how the 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 concept is and how it plays out. And so some of the things become, let's repeat some of the things we did in the first one, but with a little bit of a twist or a spin. So it's not as original, I guess, as that first one that came out. And so it, I wouldn't say it suffers from it, but it just makes it a little bit more of the same. However, it was still very enjoyable. I had a good time watching it. And I think, especially Kevin Hart, is him doing sort of an uh, an older version of himself as he kind of, or I shouldn't say himself, because he is inhabited by uh, Danny Glover's character. And so he has this old man affect to, to his speech pattern, which I thought worked pretty well and was very funny. What did not work well for me at all was Dwayne Johnson trying to do the affect of a Danny DeVito. It just, uh, him, it just, uh, it just didn't work. It, it didn't work. And I was so happy when they went away from it after a little while. But yeah, um, other than that, I thought it was enjoyable and they definitely leave it open for another movie, which I think has good potential to be, um, something different than the first two, which would be an interesting, uh, Interesting way to go with it if they decide to make a third one, which I imagine they will, because I think this movie's gonna do pretty well this this holiday season. Nice. Yeah, what did it pull in this weekend? Sixty million? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. The number one uh, spot. I also had a chance to watch uh, a little indie film called Waves. I don't know if you've heard of it. it yeah, Very I small. have. I really wanted to try to catch that. It was at a our, our house theater here in Orlando for a couple of weeks, and I didn't make it. But anyway, let us. How was it? Yeah, well, for those who don't know, um, I will read the IMDb description of it. It says, "Traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath of a loss." And it stars um, Calvin Harris, Calvin Harrison Jr. or Kelvin Harrison Jr. Sorry, um, you got Sterling K. Brown, Renee Elise Goldsberry, and Taylor Russell. And it, man, this movie was different than what I went into it expecting, based off of what I saw in the previews. But made it no less uh, any or not good or anything. It was really good, really powerful performances. Um, what I, what I didn't expect, I think was that it, there's a point in the movie where it, it kind of shifts and does something different in, in a way that was jarring. And I still am trying to figure out how I feel about that, that change in direction. Up until that point, everything was working and, and clicking really, really well. And I was, I, I think, in, in, entranced by it and really taken in by everything, especially the performances. And st- seeing Sterling K. Brown play such a, almost like an arrogant kind of 
hard-nosed dad, it, it, it was kind of a, a switch from seeing him if you watch This Is Us or, or anything else he's been into where he's kind of relatable in a way where he's the nice guy, quote-unquote the nice guy. But this, he, he he's he's – I think he's trying to be his best or do his best, but in doing so, he comes off as very much um, – like it, like it says, a, a domineering father, and it, that pushes his family into different directions. And so I, I think it was really good in terms of those performances and the story. And then it's just when that shift happens in the story, it, it was a little bit confounding just because it was it, it, the way it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. But overall, I, I think it was really good, absolutely worth seeing. And the more and more I think about it, I don't really know that any A24 movie I've seen has been bad. Uh, they seem to, like, make good things across the board from good to great. You know, I don't think I've seen a bad movie from A24. So they're definitely one of those studios that is, uh, you know, production companies that are really uh, killing it yeah. <laughs> within the box office. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. I can't think of one that I have disliked, but I probably would have to look at like a, a f- film film list of theirs to make sure I'm not crazy. But yeah, um, got to see one Netflix movie this weekend, and uh, it just debuted on Friday. Called Six Underground. Have you heard of this one? I don't think I have. Actually. You may have seen the preview for oh, is it, it or, the Ryan, or Ryan Reynolds one. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, directed by Michael Bay, uh, written by Paul Warnick and Rhett, Rhett Reese, who did the Deadpool stuff. Mm. Um, and yeah, it has Ryan Reynolds in it, and he's essentially the leader of this group of people who are off the grid and considered dead, and and their job and missions is to take out people that the government doesn't necessarily want to be involved with taking out, even though they're nasty, bad people. And I think this movie is Michael Bay at his bayest, if I would say. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like he made a movie just to make different set pieces. And it, it's, it's brutal and unrelenting in some of this, the way the action is shot. But it really felt like how some movies you go to the theater for, for that popcorn experience, just turn your brain off and just enjoy it. And, you know, you'll forget about it a couple hours later or whatever. This felt like that, but turned up because it felt like five minutes later, you're into a different action sequence and you've just forgotten about the last one. And it's nothing super memorable about it, but in the moment that you're seeing it, it's, it's pretty cool. So it just all felt like it was just strung together from going from action scene, a little bit of plot to action scene to a little bit of plot to action scene. So I've been seeing a lot of people online pretty happy with it and and with the expectation going into it that, oh, it's a Michael Bay film, so don't expect much and just have fun with it. And I tried to do that when I went into it, but I just still couldn't really have fun with it. And so for me, it fell pretty flat, but it seems like other people out there enjoying it. Yeah, I'm not familiar. I'd have to like watch a trailer for that or 
considering yeah. considering the kind of mode I'm in now where I'm like, okay, I gotta start catching up on movies for the mm. end of the year like I always do. I'm like, yeah, it's probably not gonna happen anytime soon. Well it's, it's catch up on <laughs> the ones that you know are are definitely award worthy and really good they're getting great critical praise. And it's like I wanna watch the films that I miss that are getting a lot of love. And even then like there's gonna be a ridiculous amount of movies that are gonna drop basically between now and the end of January that are gonna be really, really great films. <clears throat> right. Like for example, yeah, this week we watched Marriage Story. Yes, on Netflix. Which you talked about last week, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um What'd you think of Michelle? Oh, why are you going to me first? Well, I don't know. I don't have anybody else to go to. You're you're the one. <laughs> I'm the I'm the local divorcee, so uh let's see um marriage story i i actually really loved it a lot um i i think there's there's a lot of aspects of it that are it's so ridiculously humanizing of the situation that is getting a divorce (laughs) um it's it's a weird thing to do. It's a weird thing to look at this person who you had said you were going to be with. And then for whatever reasons, you've now both decided that you're not going to be together anymore. And you have to go through this. It's like the, it's like the most grueling breakup you've ever had in your entire life. It's really bizarre. And then in in this film, and in most cases, there's a child involved, and that really muddles things up. And I think seeing the way Adam Driver and um, Scarlett Johansson portray this is just is it's beautiful to see the way the two of them, you know, bring these characters to life and what they're actually going through. I just I loved it. I thought the writing was excellent. I thought the acting was really great. It just. It was just, it's a really well done film and I'm looking forward to, I feel like this is almost like the kickoff of the season, kind of in a weird way to see this one drop. Like it's really good. (laughs) I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, cheeks are red. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You feel like you're blushing or something. I don't don't think I am, but, uh, maybe it's the, the lighting in here. Um, yeah, no, I thought the movie was... I'd say fantastic. I all the, all the same reasons you gave. I I really I, it's one of those I hesitate to say enjoyed, but because I feel like enjoyed is not the right adjective for this. Right. I think yeah. the film is excellent, but it's and I also wouldn't say it's tough to watch. It's just yeah, it's like you said, it's humanizing. It's the the acting in it is is fantastic, and Scarlett Johansson still like. Man, she she's she's an amazing actress, and uh, <clears throat> man, why am I blanking on his name right now? Um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver is, Adam Driver is, is great too. He's he's really good. I yeah, I don't know. The the movie's just is really good. It, it's everything to you know as as a father of two kids. Uh, any all the fears I I would have about a divorce that it's like realized in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. not even like the worst case scenarios of what could happen. It's, not, it's it, just the most basic things that could happen in divorce when kids are involved. I wouldn't say worst case scenario, but it's not good either. No, like no, it's, no, it's no. definitely, it could go a lot better than it goes in this film. Like right. a, a lot better. And 
And yeah, it's it's unfortunate watching the way it plays out in this movie. But I get that that that's what that happens. This happens, and it's it it's yeah, it's interesting. It was an interesting watch for me. Is the way I'll put it. And uh, I I I really really liked it. I thought the movie was was fantastic. I'm gonna go back to what Bobby said last week. The there's a really intimate scene and moment and I say intimate it's not sexual in any way it's just a really intimate scene between two people who have had a relationship of serious depths and are now expressing some fears and anger and resentment at each other and that scene with the two of them plays out and it's really intense and it's done really well because it's like yep when you it, it, it's like you don't want to say that you've had these arguments, but I feel like anybody who's been in a relationship of that level and now you're breaking up, you've probably had an argument like that. Like, it, it's not pretty. It is you, you're basically your worst mm. ever as a person. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things like it happens. Like, this is what happens sometimes in relationships. And it was a scene that is. It, it played out very well. The two of them really, they 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 went there, and I liked it, and it was really well done. Yeah, so. agreed. Uh, what else? Are we, we're just watching Christmas stuff, right? Yeah, we watched some Christmas stuff. It's oh, we watched Noel. Oh, we did watch Disney Noel. Plus. That's right. That's a. I mean, it's a new. Movie. Oh no, that's a it's a new release. I wanted to talk about that. So yeah, Noel was one of the films that dropped when Disney Plus dropped. Yeah, but we've put um, it off because it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, because what Disney Plus dropped to like what was that November twelfth? To me, it was like ah, Thanksgiving's not here yet. I don't want to watch this yet. I mean, I could. It's it's, it's to the point, sadly, where I'm like, eh, it's everything Christmas is basically November 1st now. <laughs> so, uh, in a way I could have watched it, but I, I agreed with you. I was like, Oh, let's wait till after Thanksgiving. I'm glad we waited. I'm glad we waited too. And we waited till it, it was even closer to Christmas. So we just watched it, uh, the other night it stars, Anna Kendrick. Um, and, uh, man, another name I'm completely blanking Such on. That's a good name too. Uh, Saturday Night Live. Why am I forgetting his name? <laughs> but anyway, the, she's basically a, in the Kringle family. She's daughter. Uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Thank you. And Shirley MacLaine's in it. Yeah. They're, they're the kids. Both the two of them play the kids of the, Santa Claus. The children of St. Nicholas. And he is the next in line to be Santa. And... It's, first, a fa- it's a family business. Yeah, I know you had said you had heard some really positive stuff about it. I hadn't really sought anything out. I saw one reaction from someone that I follow, and it was quite negative. Uh, this was back when it first dropped. And I'll, I'll clarify. I have not read reviews on it, but I've had some friends that are like, it's a cute Christmas movie. They've enjoyed it for what it was. So based on that, I was kind of unsure going into it. And and I will say for the first like 30 minutes or so, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. Like, this is kind of, I don't know if cheesy is the right word, but it's, eh, I don't know. But all I'll say in the end, it was cute. I, I enjoyed it overall. I thought it was a, a nice little Christmas film. It's the kind of Christmas movie I could see watching again yeah. in, in future future Christmas seasons like yeah it, it wasn't bad like it was it was fun it also helps that I like Anna Kendrick because it is a very Anna Kendrick movie like she of course she is the lead but she's just she is very Anna Kendrick in it and it works for her character a lot she's kind of perfect for this part and 
I like her, and so it worked for me. If you were not a fan of Anna Kendrick, don't watch this. You will not like this. You're going to hate every second <laughs> of it. You're going to hate it. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. You? Yeah, I mean, I think overall I enjoyed it. I'm not saying it's it's the newfound Christmas classic to my life, but it's, no, no, it's no. enjoyable. It's I, I, I agree with you. I feel like the first 25, 30 minutes kind of play out like if Hallmark was making a Christmas movie for kids. Uh. It, it like that in is that would bomb like it would bomb like Hallmark should not be making Christmas movies for children like that that's they make Christmas movies for single white females um, but like it, it just it, it it was a little rough to start but then basically once I think you kind of hit the point of so this is what the story is really going with and this is where we're gonna go it it does kind of take off and I think it's really enjoyable Anna Kendrick is delightful in it she's extremely Anna Kendrick I actually really enjoy Bill Hader in it I think he's really yeah, yeah. funny um no it's it's endearing and heartwarming and the message that it has is a really great message it's not just about Christmas it's about keeping the ideas of Christmas within you year round and to think about other people and to you know, not even just kindness, but just, you know, like Christmas is not a selfish holiday. It's not supposed to be a selfish holiday. I'll right. put it that way. And so, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that. I really liked that. And, you know, if you really want to get kind of silly with it, it's, you know, kind of woman power and, and you know, mm-hmm. a woman can totally be Santa. And, and at the end, you're kind of like, yeah, a woman could be Santa. Darn tootin', you know, why not? It's it's cute. It's a cute film. I could totally see watching it again. I we watched it with your kids and I feel like they were in and out of it, but overall they actually did seem to enjoy it. I think there was a lot to do with the reindeer for yeah. them. But yeah. they yeah. seemed to they did seem to enjoy it. And I think they like Anna Kendrick, so Yeah. That helped. Yeah. Overall it was fun. Overall it's a fun movie. It's a fun Christmassy one. Right. It was not nearly as bad as I had heard one person say it was. Like I was like, Okay, come on. It's like, not a horrible film. I think it's actually better than some of the Netflix made films. Right. Yeah, I haven't watched like any of those like Netflix made Christmas movies. I've seen a few of them. They're really not that good. Right. I think it seems like they've kind of cast like Vanessa Hudgens as the new like he sh- she's our actress for our annual Christmas film. I I I can't say that they're better than the Hallmark ones or worse than Hallmark. Mm. I feel like they're about the same level as Hallmark. Just the Hallmark is always about two people falling in love whereas the the netflix ones are a little more about family or community or finding that and finding more of the spirit of christmas but right. production level wise about the same <laughs> one little weird thing about noel you know not spoiling anything but it basically opens with this scene when they're still kids and santa is coming back from his night mm-hmm. out yep. coming back home and, you know, first you see, I saw this, it seemed to be kind of placed as like a hidden Mickey in the fireplace. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they threw a hidden Mickey in there, fine. But then like there's a point too, he's walking, you see like the tile of the floor and these are just straight up Mickey heads. Like, I didn't even look they're at not that. like drawn out like his face, but they are the, the symbol, the, the, silhouette. The, the silhouette of the Mickey heads all in every tile. And I'm like, man, oh, they I'm are straight up that. Disney here. I mean, <laughs> it's a is, Disney made film. It, it's a Disney made movie. And also the, you know, her as a her little girl, her pajamas were Disney, were Disney and Mickey and Minnie all over them. I'm like, okay, is this going to be a very Disney, Disney movie? And that's fine. 
But that was the funny thing was is it wasn't because after that I never really noticed anything. Disney yeah, old. there was only a few things, and it was once the other little boy kind of came into play, and then that kind of happened once or twice. But it was subtle. It was like a, an item of clothing or something on the wall of the bed. Like it was very like obviously it's a kid. They're gonna have Disney stuff. Like yeah. Any child yeah. on Disney things. But it was interesting that the tile of Santa's house. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch. I, I will literally watch that tomorrow just to see that. Like, I'm curious to see that. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Oh, Disney. But yeah, they did lighten up on the Disney. Disney thing. It just like right off the bat, I was like, oh, how Disney is this going to be? Right. And that's fine. But I was curious. And then to find that it really wasn't, I was like, oh, that was just it, basically. Yeah. Other than like you're saying, a couple little things, but. But most of it's just background stuff. Like, of course, kids are going to have Disney stuff in their room, you know, like it's. Of yeah, course, you're going to watch like, the morning show and everyone owns an iPhone. I was just about to say <laughs> that. Right. They're all working on iPads. They're that. all yeah. with iPhones. Everybody's got it's all, you know, iPad airs. I mean, it's all Apple. You everywhere. watch a Bond movie for a while there. Bond movies. Every phone was a Sony phone or everything was a like, Sony phone. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're producing it. It's their money. Yeah. Why would you put another product? Why would you put your competitor's right. product in there? Let's right, be real. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. The boy had Avenger stuff. Oh. He had Marvel stuff in his room. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't notice that. But, I mean, that fits. I mean. It makes sense. He's a little boy. Yeah, exactly. Not that girls can't have Marvel stuff. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. It would have been odd if he had DC stuff in his room. Yeah. Yes, been that's like, what that's really hell? more what I'm saying is if he had a DC <laughs> thing. I've been like, what yeah. the frickity frack is a Batman poster doing in his room? Like, little right. side of his room. Anyways. But yeah, that's, I think that's all we've watched this week. And, and like I said, it's just, it, it's Star Wars world right now. And it's Star Wars world and it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. Like, I feel like we're getting into Christmas. Like, we re-watched, what was it the other day? The the night the night before or the last night? What is it? Oh, the the night before. The night before. The night before. Have you, did you ever see The Night Before, Bobby? Yes. I don't, it's funny. Like, I remember overall enjoying it. I think, I think, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I talked about it on here. Yeah, we, I, I remember enjoying it. But now, I, I re-watching it again, it's, I feel like it's very underrated. <laughs> like, yes. It's a lot of fun. That's a. All right. I, said it. Oh, go ahead. I know just in general, I feel like it's not the kind of Christmas movie that I feel like is out there talked about, like in social media much. I don't, it, it's Christmas time. I scroll through Twitter and, and such. I don't see a lot of people talking. Hey, I watched night before again. I love the movie. Like, you don't really, I hear nothing about I mean, it, it anymore. It, it did come out in 2017. So it's still only two years old. Right. But I will say like, no, we didn't watch it last Christmas season in 2018. But then the other night we were both were like, let's watch an adult Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get to a point there's there's kids Christmas movies and there's adult Christmas movies. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not a kids Christmas movie. Right. <laughs> Far from And it. we both were throwing around ideas and nothing was really chiming. And it was like, hey, let's watch this one. And you're like, actually, yeah, why not? It's on FX right now. So you can stream it on FX. For free, yeah. For free. Um, with limited ads. There are a few ads that pop up unless you, I guess, you pay for FX for more. Anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Um, and yeah, I'm watching and I'm like. This is freaking hilarious. And I'm like, I remember watching this movie and enjoying it, but this this could be a new in my Christmas month slot of films to watch. Like, I could see this being a thing. Like, I really enjoyed watching it. Especially, I mean, especially for those who haven't seen it, it's a good watch too. And have a drink or two while you're watching it. Like, it's entertaining. Not to say you have to drink to enjoy it, but it was it's entertaining. It was entertaining. It was lovely to have our spiked eggnog. Mm-hmm. I was I was enjoying the hell out of it. But sorry, what were you gonna say, Bobby? 
I was just going to say that I remember at the time when I reviewed it saying that I felt like it was going to be one of those new Christmas classics and that one of those types of movies that people will watch every year around Christmas, like how Elf became kind of like that as a new Christmas right. classic movie. It just had that vibe to me that it, it would be one of those types of movies. But like you said, it is pretty underrated. You don't hear people talk about it. But I think, as Michelle said, it's been a couple of years and I think Sometimes those things take time mm -hmm. for it to be discovered in mass, and then people will start to be like, really "Oh, up, yeah. did you see blah blah blah?" And then you know, and it'll become what it is to a lot of people, like Christmas Vacation, right? Or it's Home Alone, and you know those types of things. It's funny you say that because when Love Actually came out, it wasn't very popular, and even that following Christmas, still not so much. And then it slowly gained traction. And now everybody watches Love Actually at Christmas time. Mm. And every, it's a thing. And I love Love Actually, but I've loved it since I saw it in the theater. But I know, because I remember, like, because it was in college, the first time I showed it to somebody, they're like, what film is this? And I'm like, you've got to watch this. It's so good. Like, nobody knew about it because it didn't do well when it came out. But then now it's just a cult thing at Christmas. Everybody watches Love Actually. Yeah. But yeah, Michael Shannon in The Night Before is... He's oh my god, god Michael so Shannon. Good. So fucking fun. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I forgot he was in it. I did too. I forgot. And he's one of the not he's not a main the, character, but he's a decently he's, he's, a, he's an important character. He probably he doesn't just pop up once. He's right. not he's not a random oh, cameo. So funny. He may come he comes across like maybe he's a random cameo when you first see him, but yeah. Anyway, it's not spoiling anything, but yeah, it's good. It was good. No, it was really good to rewatch that. I was like, man, yeah, I could see that one being a Christmas rotational for me. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. That's a fun adult Christmas movie. Right. But yeah, sorry, you mentioned Love Actually. I have to bring up the thing I brought up to you earlier tonight because I did oh. not I did not know this. I was scrolling through Twitter today and somebody I don't follow, you know how Twitter is, it'll show you tweets from people that if someone you do follow liked it and there was this random tweet that pops up talking about oh it's my annual reminder to everyone that in love actually kira knightley and the boy were only five years apart in age and the boy being liam neeson's son in the in the film i don't know that actor's name thomas something apparently and yeah i knew kira knightley was young when that movie came out but you know in the movie she's being portrayed as i mean yeah she's a, a young woman but she's getting married uh, I mean, what's the actor's name? She's getting married too. I forget oh, his name. Big night game too. She would tell for. Thank you. Yes. You know, I don't know how old he was compared to her when that movie came out, but you know, yeah, I, under, I understand that she was younger than she seems to be portrayed in the film. But I was like, still, when I saw that, I'm like, really? Like, cause that kid, was definitely treated apparently as a younger character than he actually was. Cause apparently that kid was 13 when the movie was released. I don't know about when it was filming. So maybe 12 when it was filming, but it, he was 13 when it was released and she was 18 years old. And that, that kind of blew my mind. Sorry. Just had to bring that mm. up. <laughs> Cause he looks like he's probably 10 or something. Like, a, like, like 11. I don't know. Like I'd go with nine or 10. You I just, think I think about my son and how he looks. He's what seven going on eight, like yeah, pretty pretty close to that kid. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's that look you're giving me? 
It's the I don't want my children to grow up look. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what you have going guess, for you, I but, think. No, it was just anyway. I thought that was funny. It is. I mean, no, it's one of those weird things. Like, I I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but I remember watching it. And I was like, she's only like 20, maybe. And then I was thinking, like, if he's like 12, 11, 12, 13, I'm like, that's actually pretty close age. But yeah, if you think this person's literally getting married and this kid's like having his very first crush in middle school. Yeah, it's just, yeah. anyway, weird. But, so, oh, go ahead, Bobby. I was going to say, so I, I did get a chance to see a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. Actually, before I mention that, there is, uh, you talked about Christmas movies on Netflix. I've been hearing some good things about this animated movie on there called Claws. Um, I've been I curious know, to see that. I've heard good things. I, that's all I've seen is good things about it. So hmm. might try and check that out at some point in time. But the movie I saw was uh, Black Christmas. Oh. And <laughs> so I am guessing Michelle's familiar with that. Um, it's about this group of sorority sisters who are, it's Christmas break and they've decided to stay on campus for the, the, the break. And there is a, a hooded figure that is essentially stalking them and taking them out one by one. And then they just decide to band together and, uh, you know, stop being victims, I guess, essentially to this, this hooded figure. And this is the third time it was being remade, I think. Uh, the first one was, uh, I believe, in 74, 1974, and then another one back in 2006. And I had not seen either of those. So this was my first time seeing this this uh, movie before. And I will say uh, the main star in it is Imogen Poots. And I would say this movie was okay. It was not terrible. It wasn't great. Um I think there's a, a a specific type of message that they're trying to endow the movie with, with the sort of a feminist uh, sensibility of empowerment. And there is an aspect of it there that works. And then there's some of it that it's kind of like uh, drowned out a little bit. But what I will say that I thought was interesting is who the uh, bad guy, quote unquote, bad guy is in this movie. Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing that you don't always see. And uh, yeah, but overall, I mean, it, it's pretty predictable in terms of what you're what you're getting in, within certain aspects of a, a horror movie, a slasher film. And I would say it, it, it's serviceable. It's nothing specifically great and it's not too terrible at all. Nice. Yeah, I almost feel like I can't keep track of the Black Christmas thing. Like you were mentioning Black Christmas. I knew there was a new one and I'm like... Mm -hmm. I feel like we just got one and then we just had one before that. And I feel like it's, I don't know. I can't keep track. I feel like an old man saying that. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> right. Um, there was uh, I, another new release movie that came out this week that I got a chance to see as well. Uh, and that was Richard Jewell directed uh, by Ben Eastwood starring Paul Walter Hauser, Sam Rockwell, uh, Kathy Bates. And this is about the story of, the security guard who, at the 1996 Olympics that was in Atlanta, found a, 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 a bomb that was set to explode and, and help essentially get people out of the way. And while there was a, about 100 different, uh, over 100 people who got affected by the blast and two of them died, a lot more people probably would have been killed if he hadn't intervened. But within that... Uh, 
the FBI investigation, they start to essentially pick him out to be the, the bomber and, and it turns his life upside down. And I would say as far as so, sort of a explanation of events that happen, I think it works on the level of giving you a little insight as to who Richard Jewell is and, and a little bit of his side of the story. And I think really Paul Walter Hauser is is the the heavyweight in it. I mean, it, it's him playing Richard Jewell, and you've probably seen him in other roles like in uh, Black Klansman, and um, uh, what was the more recent movie that he was in? That um, oh, I, I Tanya also when he was like the I, I forget which the, the guy's name was, but it was the one who had the club who in, ended up hitting um, the other the other skater now forget her name but um he's been in a few things and he's always played sort of this even though he's not been good people kind of play, he he plays it in such a way that it, you almost still like him despite the fact that he's not really a good person in these movies mm-hmm. but he, in this one he he plays it really well and again he has this sense about him as a as a as a character and in, in this movie as an actor as well where you just really can't help but feel for him and i i would say overall it's a it's a solid movie and there's some good performances in there sam rockwell is always good in things that you see him in same as kathy bates and um yeah i think if it's it's one of those movies where it's recent recent enough american history where it's something you've probably lived through and and seen in the headlines and it, it kind of gives you a little bit more basis on some of the stuff that went down during that time. And yeah, it's, it, I thought it was pretty solid. Nice. I've been curious about it. Some drama surrounding that movie this week that I've been reading up on. So that's uh, having. Oh, interesting. Oh yes. Yes. That's, that's right about the yeah, reporter. The Olivia Wall is in it too. And I, I'm sorry, I forgot that she was in, uh, to mention her. I think yeah. it's one of the people that was in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, she's good. Too. The Atlanta journal constitution kind of reacting to especially her character, Olivia Wilde and how she's portrayed in the movie. And yeah, it's been interesting back and forth between them and a, and a lawsuit they've placed against, I guess the filmmakers and then the writer of the film. Anyway, mm. if you're, yeah. If you're curious, look into it, but, and not to mention that it, it, even though they did that, uh, Warner brothers, I believe it's Warner brothers. It did not, back down it might be universal i'm sorry i forget which studio it is but they're not backing down off of their claims and and they're uh looking like they're like all right well if you want to step to us then we'll step back to you with these facts and stuff so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out yeah um there's two more i got to to speak on real quick yeah uh Got a chance to see a movie that is not quite out in full release yet. It's in limited release. Um, Bombshell with uh, the heavy hitters. I mean, Charlize Theron, uh, Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie. Um, and uh, it's based off of the uh, John Lithgow as well. Based off of the, the Fox News scandal that happened a few years ago with Roger Ailes. And how even though he was running Fox News... Uh, he was not a good dude in terms of how he treated the female employees and, and the different things that he was uh, approaching them with. And I would say this movie is 
would be right up your alley if you kind of were the type of person that enjoyed the the big short. It, it has that same sort of sensibility, not specifically in the way that it tells the story, but pretty pretty close to it in a, in a way. Um, not as stylized, I would say, as the big short was, but pretty uh, on the nose in terms of the storytelling and uh, the narration type thing that goes on within it. And it's it's good. I I really enjoyed it. I thought Charlize does a really good job of playing Megan Kelly. I mean, you almost don't recognize her in the in the makeup because of uh, how good she looks in it. Uh, Nicole Kidman is playing sort of an understated kind of uh, controlled performance as Gretchen Carlson, and Margot Robbie is this kind of. I don't think she was a real person. She just seemed like maybe an encapsulation of a lot of different people into one character but she does a really good job of being this sort of fresh face and coming into this new world of uh news and 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 trying to make her way and does she have to play the game in order to get ahead or can she kind of navigate those waters without having to essentially toe the line and it it tells all their stories in in a in a really good way that i thought worked um in a, in an entertaining way. And it's hard to say entertaining because of the nature of it and, and what they had to go through. But I, 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 I really enjoy the performances and the movie as a whole. Cool. That was bombshell. You're saying it's unlimited right now. I don't, I don't know when that's supposed to go wide. I think it does go wide this Friday. Oh, okay. But that was why I wanted to see it early just because there's a lot of things going wide within either this next week or the week after, because right. everybody's trying to get their, their lot, you know, their movies in for the end of the year. So it's all kind of come flooding in. So I wanted to make sure <clears throat> I got a little bit ahead of the, the game right. seeing the, that one. And then this next one, which was uh, uncut gems that stars Adam Sandler and, Kevin Garnett and Julia Fox. And I'll read the IMDb on this one as well. It says, A charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout for the next big score, makes a series of high-stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. Howard must perform a precarious high-wire act, balancing business, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. And I will say... That part about him having to perform a precarious high wire act is it totally nails the the tone of the movie. I've never in my life, I don't that I can recall, ever felt like I've seen a movie so frenetic and 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 frantic. And it was just it feels like it was such a, a surreal experience watching it in a way because as you're watching these things, you're almost like, how in the heck did they even film this? Because it's done in such a way where the main character played by Adam Sandler, um, he is totally feel You feel like you're in the middle of a, of a, a windstorm that just everything is swirling around him and happening to him. And he's, happening to those things and it's all happening at once it almost leaves you like if you were a neurotic person i think you would not want to go watch this movie because it, there's so much going on all at once at this and 
there's people talking to him and he's talking to someone else and then they're talking over the is like everything is going on and it was and it's it's so nuts in the way that it's done but yet it all worked really really well and i can't speak highly enough about how good i thought adam sandler was in the role and um i really loved the movie a lot I, I I think it was excellent, and I, again, it was another A twenty four movie, and yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I really loved it. Damn that A twenty four! Yeah, they do some good stuff. They can even put Adam Sandler in a good movie. I've heard good <laughs> yeah, things, really and did. clearly, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. I, my coworker was trying to find uh, something to watch, and he's scrolling through, I guess, like Showtime's the other day when we were at work. For whatever reason, I had I don't know I hadn't even heard of Uncut Gems yet, and he no. made he he was like oh what's this movie with Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett I'm like that can't be good <laughs> I'm like just ignore <laughs> ignore that dude what it and then like later that day I'm scrolling through Twitter or something and I'm like wait oh this is actually apparently a good film <laughs> I'm like I should go tell him hey oh wait I was wrong no 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 <laughs> you probably thought it was a comedy or something and some wacky comedy with I, Kevin I Garnett and <laughs> That was actually the first thing he mentioned. He's like, why is Kevin Garnett in a film? And I'm like, I don't know. And then when he mentioned Adam Sandler was in it too, I'm like, oh, it's probably crap. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, you don't need to see that. <laughs> and I say that. I have no problems with Adam Sandler. I think he's a funny guy. Yeah. I just know lately the films he's been in. In the last 10 years have not, have not been, been good gr- now. Good. Right. So, sorry. No have offense, you not seen no the trailer for Adam board? Sandler. Uh, now I have, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's... It's good stuff. I really liked it a lot. Nice. And that's it for what I've seen. Well, with that, we've got The Rise of Skywalker this Thursday coming. night. Coming. Are you seeing it Thursday coming. night as well? Probably. I am. I mean, uh, I yeah. say that like just making sure. Of course you are. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know when Yasha's seeing it. We'll have to reach out to him and find out. I don't know if he, he got his tickets or what his plan is. But the three of us are seeing it Thursday night. And we will definitely be talking about it on here on Spoiler Effect as soon as possible. Yeah, that is happening. Uh, actually, I need to, probably tonight, I need to get on like AMC or something and go ahead and buy tickets for a second showing. I haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? No, I need to, yeah. I need to snag some tickets for a second showing. Because I'm yeah. sure. What I'm time gonna... are you seeing it on Thursday? 6, 6 p.m. Thursday. Yeah, same. For same showing. Here. But yeah. your your six p.m. is earlier than mine, so you'll have seen it before me then, because it will be three o'clock true, true. my time. So wow, you'll have seen it before me. I'll basically we'll probably be walking out of the theater by the is time you're yours going is in, going in, and yeah. yours are starting. Damn that whole like coast, coast to coast know, right? thing. It's kind of funny when you think about it. You would almost think they would do it still at the same time. Like our first showings would be at nine, and yours nine, would be at six. Yeah. I think they know they can't screw these coasters. Like <laughs> we'd, we'd riot. That, that, that would, we'd take a last stand on that. Like no, no, no. That's true. But yep, yeah, it's funny too. I've kind of already started trying to mentally prepare myself for life after it. Like I have to Is remember, it? David. After I see it, it'll be that'll be it. Like for a while. Like yep. we're probably not going to see a movie for a while. This whole Skywalker saga will apparently be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotta understand what that'll be like. Hopefully, I'll be happy on the other side. Wrap your head That's, around that. Yeah. 
want to be happy on the other side. I, I just want Star Wars fans to be happy on the other side in general. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be very nice. That would be nice, but we'll see about that. Anyway, with that, we're going to get out of here. As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com. Reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at flicker underscore effect. We are also on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. <laughs>